Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans by fans. Hey, NASCAR fans, welcome back to another episode of All Turns, No Breaks, with the fabulous two, and that is just me, myself, and Mr. <laughs> Front Row Kenny. That doesn't really, really doesn't count as three, does it? <laughs> I guess, I guess, like, kind of, but it's not at the same time, but it's all good. What's yeah. good? <laughs> <laughs> well, the fantastic two, I should say, myself and Mr. Front Row Kenny. My, my man, Kenny, how you doing, brother? Man, I am good. It was a very... I know California got that heat. It's different out there, but I will say yep, it has yep. been hot and humid out here. I think today it was like 92, 93. To me, it felt like 97, 98, but it was humid, and I'm not going to lie. I'm actually looking forward to what's supposed to rain. We're recording this on a Monday. Hopefully, I'm able to get this up by Tuesday. But it's supposed to rain on Tuesday, so I'm actually hoping for yeah. rain. <laughs> and, and you know, you know, I remember when I when I moved to LA from Texas, and I was trying to explain to people how how frustrating it right right after you take a shower and then you're sweating immediately when you get out of the shower uh, because it's that humid and 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 you just start sweating and you feel like you have to go right back into the shower <laughs> and uh, you know it, it, it and and you're right our our heat is not the same because it was it was hot here in LA on Saturday and uh, you know and thank thankfully wherever I was we had some shade we had a canopy that that was over us so we had at least had some kind of relief from the heat but you are right that 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 heat and humidity down in the south is just it's it's second to none, brother, and I don't miss that for nothing. <laughs> I'm telling you. Did 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 it did it ruin the Father's Day though at least? Uh for me, no. I got I did get a chance to Good. send my dad a gift. I didn't go back to Maryland for for uh Father's Day, but I actually got him a NASCAR related cooler. My dad's a Kevin Harvick fan for those that don't know. Ah, okay. And my former coworker actually designed quite a few of those igloo coolers and as soon as I saw it I was like this is perfect. I had zero thought hit as soon as I saw it I was like all right cool buy it send it and it got there on Sunday morning actually. So that was in a weird way perfect timing. But yeah, my dad really liked the cooler so that was cool. He told me he cooked jerk chicken, oh. steak, and I forget what else he told me for Father's Day. Oh, man. So they ate good. Oh, <laughs> I haven't had jerk chicken in forever, and boy, do, do I love me some jerk chicken. Let me tell you, people, and Kenny, you can back me up on this. If any of our listeners or any people out there in the world that have never had jerk chicken, you are completely denying your taste buds. The liberty, the liberty of knowing what a good meal is. <laughs> so much. Like if you have not uh, ever had it, I promise you. If you can't make, if you're not a cook, I will tell you. Go to the most authentic Jamaican spot you can find, a Caribbean spot. However you yeah. want to go by it, go find that place. Go get you a plate. Mm -hmm. Go get you some rice, beans, cabbage. Boom, you straight now. <laughs> Making it at home isn't bad either because they have these, I forget the brand, I think it's Walker's Wood or whatever it is. They make the jerk paste, that same exact paste that they use, you know, without you having to like 
actually yeah. make it and blend it and everything, which from what I saw, mm-hmm. I don't have a blender, but it doesn't look hard to do. So instead, because I don't have that blender, I do use that paste very often. The first time I made it, I was like, man, like this is perfect. You get the authentic taste if you do it just right. Even if you're in the oven, I will say if you want to get that grill crispy edge, you just put the chicken on broil for just a little bit, maybe like four or five minutes. <sighs> while after this in the oven, after it's done cooking or so, I usually cook thighs, so it's about forty-five minutes or so. And I promise you, it'll come out crispy, but also juicy and flavorful. And I promise you, the second day, <laughs> the second day. It's always the best day because once that flavor continues to soak in, oh my God, it's yeah. game changer. I'm telling you, as they say in the corporate that, that, world. That, <laughs> yeah, I know, right, Kenny? And and that is probably one of the only meals on on the planet that 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 you could you could save for like leftovers, and it almost tastes better than when you originally got it. I'm te- <laughs> listen, man. I'm telling you. Oh my God. Yeah, man. Yeah, you're making me you're making me hungry already, and I just had dinner. So listen, real quick, I'll tell you about my weekend, and then we'll get into some NASCAR talk, Kenny. It's real quick. So uh, some friends of mine they they threw me a, a nice little uh, birthday party, early birthday party, because I won't be around next weekend when when my birthday weekend is at when act, my birthday weekend actually is. So uh, my Father's Day was was very nice and relaxing and chill. I actually did a Father's Day show last night, Sunday night, with some very good comedians and some very wonderful fathers themselves. And it was good to share the stage with them again. And it was good to be performing in front of a, a live audience inside the club again. And we are starting to open up a little bit here in Los Angeles. But it, it was just really good to be back on stage. And, and what a better time to do it than Father's Day. It, it, I just had such a wonderful time. And uh, it's going to be even better uh, this coming weekend when I go to Texas and see my 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 family and, and get to hang out with them and, and some other friends. With that being said, um, let's definitely get into who had a awesome Father's uh, an awesome Father's Day as, as far as Kyle Larson is concerned. This guy not only did he have a wonderful Father's Day, but this guy's been having a wonderful month. I mean, I, I Kenny, I don't know. I don't know what what's lit a fire under this guy's, you know, behind. I don't know if he's trying to prove a point. I don't know if this is his way of just trying to make amends to what happened a year or so ago. But I mean, you know, I don't know. I don't know what to put on it. But he's definitely got the hot hand right now. Yeah, no, no doubt. He, Kyle Larson is definitely the hottest driver in NASCAR right now. And I think also what adds to that is just how much he races during the week. Because last week, right after Texas, I believe he got on a plane, went home, and was going to race. I forget where he raced at this past week. On Wednesday, in the middle of the week, raced again. You know, raced another night, I think, after that. I think it was Wednesday and Thursday night of that week. And came back to the track again. Want to race again. I mean, it's 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 not surprising in the regards of of how talented he already was. It's just a matter of, I think, he gets so much repetition. I mean... When you race that yeah, much, yeah, yeah. I expect you to take full advantage of what you have, you know, in front of you, you know, car-wise. Hendrick, obviously, as a whole organization, is on a mm-hmm. tear, even though Kyle seems to be the that is clearly, at this point, for most people, the favorite for the championship. But that five-team is just on fire, literally. <sighs> Cliff Daniels and Kyle Larson literally click, you know, perfectly it's almost that michael jordan to scotty pippen essentially at this point in time like they yeah like man. they're just absolutely on point and at this point i asked a question 
on on our Twitter. If you aren't following us, make sure you're following us at, at Turns No Breaks on Twitter, and of course on Instagram and on Facebook as well. But I asked the question, hey, can anybody stop Hendrick? And majority of the people said no, which is a fair point at this time with nine yeah. races to go in the regular season. I think that's a fair synopsis because right now yeah. they are just on fire. And it seems like every single time they come out to the track, it's almost a guarantee they're going to win. I can't remember who that we picked last week for our predictions. I know Alex Bowman was because of the concrete surface. That was my yeah. ideology behind that. I, don't f- I think I, I think we both picked William Byron as well. Like I, I think as an alternative pick, I think our, our picks were 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 opposite. Like like you, I I think I had Bowman winning and you had Bowman as an alternate, and then we both had William Byron in this in in the same predicament, but just and one was an alternate and one was the actually winning the race. Well, but I mean, yeah, you know what? And, and uh, go go ahead and you know what? Go ahead and run through that top ten, Kenny, and 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 let let us know who who finished out the top ten. Yeah, so obviously we know Kyle Larson won. That is his third straight win. That's a points paying race. This would be four straight if you count the All Star race. Last person to win yep. four straight actually goes back to two thousand and seven. And who would have guessed it? Of course, it came from a Hendrick Motorsports car, and that was Jimmy Johnson. So. You know, <laughs> what ill timing and, you know, potentially going into Pocono this weekend with a chance to win twice in a weekend because it's a doubleheader. Yeah. So, yeah, there goes that. But to round out the top 10, Ross Chastain had a very solid run in that Chip Ganassi equipment. He came home in second. William Byron, who we thought about as well as a pick, he came home in third. So, good day for him. Eric Almarola came home in fourth. Kevin Harvick came home in fifth. Six was Ricky Stenhouse Jr. He was good all day long. Like he stayed in the top ten majority of the day. I and you know what? And no sooner than than when we were talking about him last yep. week, you know about about the one guy who could sneak in, and then here he comes and, and he finishes his number six. I, I was thinking about that during the race. That's the craziest thing. I'm like, man, we were just talking about him on the pod. And yeah, he was he was having a banner day. I mean, he was he was doing fine. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's a solid finish for him and the JTG stable. Seventh place was Daniel Suarez for the Trackhouse team. Eighth place was Kurt Busch. Ninth was Christopher Bell. And t- rounding out the top ten was Joey Logano. So that is your top ten. Some obviously notable ones just out the gate is obviously the two folks in the Stuart Haas crew, Eric Almirola and Kevin Harvick. It has been a very rough year for them, and I think a solid top 10 finish for two cars at the very least is a very positive thing to go into the next weekend where you've got two chances to take home a race at Pocono. So, yeah, good start for, you know, good. I mean, good race at Nashville for Eric Almirola and Kevin Harvick. So, solid finish for them. Dan Suarez, Pit, Pitbull was there in Nashville, so that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he had a great time from what he talked about in his press conferences. But, yeah, Trackhouse is really starting to pick up that momentum. And I was listening to the Dale Jr. download not long ago. And Ty Norris, who is over a competition over there, I believe. I forget his exact role. But he was talking about how they have a very different start than 23XI does. They didn't really have to go build out a shop and – you know, go get this and go get that because they literally work in hand in hand with RCR shop in uh, Welcome, North Carolina. So, you know, they had a little bit of a different start than they did. And their goal actually is not to be in Charlotte, which is very, 
you know, uncommon for a NASCAR team. They're actually trying to base themselves out of Nashville. Very different, but they have a very different ideology behind their program. They're really focused on the STEM side um, of things that they want to, you know, move forward with. So they're taking their approach a little bit, you know, more, I guess you could say, completely different than everyone else's. But, of course, with a brand-new car and a, a lot of technology changing within NASCAR, it could be a very smart approach, and it seems very different, and, and yeah. you know, it's cool. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but to also note a couple other drivers, 15th, Corey LaJoy, that seven-team Inspire has been trying and trying to pick up some solid spots every single um, week so far. But, yeah, a good 15th place, a 15th place finish for Corey, so – can't complain about that. And actually, I left this off on our notes, Renee, but we had news involving Spire because next year, Colleague Racing from Xfinity is going to be moving up to the Cup Series. And one of the charters wow. from the Spire team is going to be taken, or two of them are going to be taken. Corey will still be in that car next year, but it will be Justin Haley and AJ Allmendinger who will be a part-time. I'm assuming he's probably going to be a road course guy for the most part, but yeah. But, uh, yeah. That's another new team announced. If you didn't miss the news last week, GMS Racing is decided to throw their hat in the ring. They are a truck team with Sheldon Creed and a few other drivers that have mixed in from time to time. They'll also be moving up the cup. I don't know who the driver is just yet. I think that's a later announced date um, for that. But, yeah, new teams, new car. That I love it. I love to see it. Yeah. <laughs> new teams, new cars, new drivers. Yeah, I love to see it, too. I'll tell you, one team... Who did race but got disqualified was our boy number nine, was the Chase Elliott team. Five five loose n- lug nuts. Um, Not four, but five. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I'm trying to. <laughs> now, now, but now here's here's the thing though, Kenny, because and and I know I I like and I'm sure you get questions like this all the time, and just for our listeners. Like, because I know sometimes people like, like, like they'll, they'll, they'll chime in, to, or not chime in, but they'll, 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 they'll listen to the podcast and then they, they come across something and, it, and, and I know it's confusing to, to some NASCAR fans or, and, and just maybe a casual NASCAR fan who doesn't really know because I believe Mar- Martin Truex Jr. also had, at le- he had at least one lug nut that was, that was loose, correct? Yeah, just one. So that's usually just a monetary Yeah, but fine. now he was not disqualified. Yeah. So the number 19 wasn't disqualified, but the number nine was. And, and what, how do they determine five disqualified, one not disqualified? Um, there is a certain amount that you have to have safely secured on the car. And if you notice at the end of the race, they do check for this. Like right when they get on pit road, there's usually an official who checks for the lug nuts on the on the tires. Now, the reason why this right. is a huge deal, and I know people are like, well, I mean, the car finished the race, so what's the issue? Well, if you watch the beginning of the race and you can see what happens when things are not bolted on properly, unfortunately, our buddy Quinn Hauf on the first lap of the race, the whole entire tire came off on the first lap and he nailed the wall. And, you know, when things like that happen, that becomes more of a safety hazard. And so there is that moment where if you have more than four, I believe is the number. Yeah. That's where that becomes a disqualification. One is just a monetary fine. I believe two is in the same boat. So, yeah, that's actually kind of huge and actually also helpful to Kurt Busch, who was awarded the stage win instead of Chase Elliott now. So he also gets those right. points, plus that playoff point. So that's a huge deal for him as, you know, he's one of the drivers uh, that is on the outside looking in, which we'll talk a little bit more about yeah, later. It, it, it's a 
and it's a ripple effect is what it is, you know? Yeah, and it could make a difference. And obviously with nine yeah. races to go, all points matter. But as you get closer and closer to the end, one small mistake could set you back easily. And that could make a huge difference for the rest of the season. Obviously, he doesn't have a win just yet, but he is on the he's on the cusp of being in the playoffs. He may or may not make it, but he is very close. And, you know, in that situation, each and every point matters. So, <laughs> you know, he's 17th right, right now. So he's only 24 points out to 15th, which is not much. That's a pretty small margin. One person's one or two through people's bad days ends up being his, you know, his fortunate break. And that ends up helping him out. So, yeah, that was uh, pretty unfortunate because Chase mentioned at the end of the at the end of the race that he had a vibration. So, you know, it was quite a common thing. Matter of fact, if you think about the went most of the day went, if you go look at the running order and you go look at some of the accidents that happened, there were a lot of accidents that involved breaks. You know, brakes were failing, which is yeah. not too common these days. We don't really see attrition happen that often. And it's not because, you know, drivers aren't, you know, on the edge. It's just that reliability in cars has gone up exponentially compared to the 90s or the 80s or the very, very early 2000s. Like, it's different. You don't, you don't even see people blow a motor that often. So that should, you know, give you a little bit of perspective on that. But, yes, that is you know, a long way of saying that a couple things go wrong with Chase and the lug nuts, you know, that makes a difference. However, he does have the bank of being a winner already this season. So he's okay for right yeah. now. <laughs> right, but yeah, but that's that's something you yeah, but you don't want to get DQ'd on a regular basis. For sure. Right? No, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, and and I and I think you're right. I mean it, it not only becomes a, a an issue of safety for the driver, but for the drivers around him. Because I don't care whether it's on the track or on the freeway or on a feeder or just a regular street down the uh, around the block from your house, you don't ever want a tire just to come off. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, because that's just something that you, you don't you don't ever want to happen. Ever want to happen no matter where it is and and in the world we live in thank you kenny for at least letting us uh, know and emphasizing that all points matter yeah that is absolutely correct <laughs> yeah because you need to get all the points especially and you know what especially with the way and we, we we talk about this every week on the podcast especially the way this season has been going i mean you just you just never no, and 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 although that that Chase being disqualified, and you're right, may may not hurt him in 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 any capacity, maybe, but but it'll definitely help out somebody else that that needed that, which is you know exactly what happened in in this particular case. I I personally enjoyed the race. I you know I I always laugh and I always miss like. When we always uh, wait for Tam to chime in, and she's like, "Yeah," and and we always know how how she liked it, whether she whether she took a nap or she didn't take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I I have to say that I I think at one point I thought about dozing off, but that was just me being tired from the night from the night before hanging out and and with with friends and 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 dancing the night away but in, in any case i thought i so i had an excuse but i thoroughly enjoyed the race kenny what are your thoughts about it um yeah you know i thought the race was pretty good i'm happy nashville came back i mean it hasn't been on the schedule for quite some time first race in nashville in general for nat for the cup series since the 80s i believe i can't 
quote the exact day. I think it was 1980. I, 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 uh, yeah, I would be surprised if you weren't <laughs> correct, but uh, yeah, I know it has to be somewhere around there. Yeah, it was a long time ago, before my time, but I did get a chance to see Nashville in my time because Xfinity and Trucks went there for a while from 01 to 2011, so I got to see it all of that as a standalone event for that time being, but yeah, I genuinely watched all three races this weekend i watched a truck race on friday night which was great ryan priest got a win which is cool i like the way that track races it's obviously concrete a little bit bigger than dover it's 1.3 miles so just a tad bit bigger than dover obviously parent tracks a self-cleaning track at that i liked how there was an ability to run both what traditionally was the bottom line and also the high line. There was a, a mix of it. And also, obviously, this weekend was a was a 750 horsepower weekend, which means low downforce. And that means the drivers are, you know, having having fun because I feel like they are on edge the entire they're already on edge as it is but a car with no downforce and no grip makes it makes it a world of a difference also love the fact that it was a day race day racing to me is always going to be better it always puts on a better show in my eyes night racing looks cool as hell don't get me wrong i've seen it in person plenty of times it's cool don't don't yeah. don't even get it twisted cars for whatever reason look way faster under the lights the paint schemes look cooler so i get that part trust and believe me but the xfinity race same thing kyle bush actually notched his 100th Xfinity win so I think he said before there was a point where he said if I get 100 I'm gonna retire after that in terms of Xfinity racing and so he has two more slated for the season I believe in the 54 car so I guess we have two more Xfinity races with Kyle Busch at this point so for those that are not fans of him racing in Xfinity there goes your there goes your expiration date on that as at least from what he said so we'll see yeah <laughs> yeah and if I wasn't a, if I wasn't a Kyle Busch fan in Xfinity I would just say you know what let that guy win the last two races <laughs> so he can just stop and he can retire <laughs> yeah it's it's crazy but yeah you know I thought Nashville put on a good show equally for all three series I I thought it was a blast I had a good time watching all that racing this weekend so yeah, uh, That's super dope. Well, I tell you what, Kenny. You know, uh, sometimes when you get a new coworker, you just kind of like bring him in and just go, "Hey, nice." Ah, see, so you heard about it, Dad. Yeah, and and you know, it's one thing, but but the, here's the funny thing, Kenny, is that you you just you made it sound like like. This you know you're just a regular co coworker <laughs> for the for for the for the NASCAR fans who haven't uh, heard yet or, or, or I'm sure you probably know already and but but for the fans that that don't know t- you know what Kenny you tell them who your your new coworker is okay so for my football fans y'all ain't gonna believe what I'm about to say but Alvin Kamara yes the running back for the New Orleans Saints is going to be working with NASCAR in a um, in a advisory role. So over like basically over what's the word I'm looking for, essentially experience in trying to create those brand new experiences to attract growth engagement and engagement advisors. Correct term. There we go. I got it right. So, yes, he'll, he yeah. will be joining NASCAR and he will be helping planning and planning all the creative opportunities and, you know, helping with fan development throughout the sport, which we have had quite a resurgence of different things. I can definitely tell you right now, I've had way more in the three years that I have worked in NASCAR hit me up about it and trying to figure out when can they go to the track. And my parents as well are trying to re- soon, hopefully. So 
We'll see how that goes this year. But, yes, Alvin Kamara. I know I said that so damn casually, but, yes, he is going to be my coworker, technically speaking, and he also works in, is going to work in the same building that I do. So that's kind of crazy. Um, Man, dude, that, I mean, so he, you're going to actually physically see this guy yeah, too, right? You know what? It'll be crazy. I'm not sure if we'll ever be on a meeting at the same time, but it'll be interesting because, well, I work with tracks, so – I'm always looking for fan engagement and opportunities to bring fans out to the track, different experiences. So, hey, you never know. I might be partnering up with him to do a project, which would be cool. But, yes, he has had quite a interest in NASCAR ever since. Early in the pandemic last year, he went to Homestead. And, actually, he ended up coming back to the track again. I believe it was Bristol was what he came back out to. And he, he is honestly just went full-fledged into it and has been talking about it all over his social media channels. He was in Nashville, too, which is cool. But, yeah, it's it's cool, man. It's different. Yeah, man, that's super dope. Well, I mean, even if you're... Even if you can just, you know, pass him up in right. the hallway, you know, <laughs> restroom or, you know, hey, uh, you know what, uh, I, I got to run and uh, make some copies. I'll be right. It's, <laughs> it, it's crazy. I, I don't know what it is, right? So... For me, I've been working for about three years, and I could I could tell you this how my first day was when I worked. I first started at MRM. I walked in the building. I think it was Ross Chastain. Walk right. I walked right by him, like you know, very casually. I think they were recording the show or whatever it was. I'm right before I got into the studio, and I'm like, dang, okay, that's you know, that's kind of cool. Yeah. And then you know, I'm around other drivers. You know, I'm around the Bubba Wallace's, the Kevin Harvick's, the Jimmy Johnsons, and Kyle Busch's, and I'm like, you know. It's almost second nature because I've spent either some time with them or I've been around them to for work. You know, it's like, dang, it's just like another day in this is another day in the life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so, yeah, it's, it's dope. No doubt. So, I mean, it'll be cool if we uh, run into each other at some point. But, yeah, it's different. And, you know, I'm, I'm proud to be a part of NASCAR, obviously. And it's been some very different changes in the past couple of years, and I'm all game for it. So yeah, yeah, man. It, you, you know, I, I Kenny, and I know, I know you'll agree with me because we normally agree on a lot of things anyway. But uh, I, I think you know this, this, this kind of situation here, where other athletes come in and join the world of NASCAR and the world of, of racing like this. I think it's, it, it's, it's, it's such a big deal because it really helps bring NASCAR to the forefront. Um, into other sports who normally wouldn't give NASCAR a, a, a second look. And I think it really helps out our sport in the sense of just as you see NASCAR drivers at a basketball game, at a football game. Oh, look, uh, so-and-so's here uh, for the, for you NASCAR fans. And it's almost like you have to explain that, that you know, for you NASCAR fans, you know, <laughs> here's, here's so-and-so. And, and you're like, okay, because you know it's, it's, it's different when you go like when Michael Jordan comes, everybody knows who Michael Jordan. You don't have to say, "Hey, you know what?" Uh, for you basketball fans out there, my, you look I, you, hockey fans know who uh, you know uh, Michael Jordan is. You know what I mean? I, I mean, so I, I mean, even guys like you know Alan Kamara, who who's coming in. You know, I would say the majority of the athletic world knows who Alvin Kamara is, even if you don't follow. 
you know, all kinds of sports in general yeah. or even football, I would think you imagine you know who that is. But it definitely uh, helps out, you know, the NASCAR sport uh, specifically because I think, you know, when, 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 like I said, when athletes do that, it's really nice to help them promote NASCAR on their own social media as well. And uh, that's a big plus for us as NASCAR fans. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a cool deal, something different. You know, yeah, world's colliding. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it's so, it's so um, cool. I'm not sure if we uh, missed anything, Kenny. I don't know. Did, did, did we miss anything other than that? We can go into our predictions for Pocono. Nah, I think I think we nailed it. But just to, before we go in our predictions, I want to say it's just been cool to see the different connections like come across the board like obviously the i am athlete series the i am nascar series for about a week was real cool it's been dope to see chad brandon marshall and fred taylor now you know all kind of embrace it and i think the one of one personal clubhouse who actually his name is jake and he works for formula one and he does like all the graphic design stuff over there he was talking about you know how cool it was by the fact that they just absolutely didn't know what they were talking about so they really dove into it and really wanted to understand so when they had dale on there and when they had kyle bush and tony and i forget who else was on there but yeah you know it was it was a cool experience i'm glad they you know got to embrace that i mean they even came down to charlotte to rev racing which was real cool so yeah i mean it's great to see worlds collide and it's cool to see you know people embracing it and just giving it a shot because i think that's just how a lot of people end up getting into sports like this anyway is because it's already niche as it is and you know it's like baseball you know your buddy might know baseball and then somebody else just has no idea what the hell is going on but they might find a player that they're attached to like tim anderson is a super electric player in baseball same thing with fernando tatis jr like those two guys are electric as hell yeah so it's easy to gravitate towards them and i think you know Chad Ochocinco and Brandon Marshall as characters are very, you know, easy to latch on to and listen to what they say. So I guess it'll also provoke people like, oh, you know, you know, Brad and I mean, Chad and Brandon and B. Marshall are talking about this same thing with Fred Taylor. Like, yeah, you know, I might have to give this a go. So, yeah, I'm all game for that. I'm cool with all the collaborations and, you know, let it naturally happen as it has been and it's it's been it's been dope like it has been dope but definitely has been that and uh, i I, i'll second that motion with that being said i guess we are ready for some predictions yes sir yes and so in the words of miss tam it's time for some predictions (laughs) it's time for grace predictions now Kenny, correct me if I'm wrong, but we have a doubleheader at Pocono uh, Raceway this weekend. Am I correct? Yes, sir. Okay, so race so race one is going to be Saturday, and then the second one will be I think it's I believe it's the the 350 on Sunday. Yes. Am I correct? Yes. Okay, I just want to make sure that I'm uh, because <laughs> Tam was always the one going. You don't even know where we go. <laughs> That's all good. We got your back. Yeah, and at the time, I probably I, I, I was so disoriented, I didn't know uh, where, where the heck we were going. Okay, so let's see. Doubleheader, Pocono, Kenny. All right, here are my picks. This is who I got. Doubleheader for number, let's go race number one Saturday. 
my winner i'm gonna take man i really don't I, I i'm gonna be honest with you not for any other reason than i don't even know what reason but i I don't want larson to win this uh, again that's for sure <laughs> he got the hot but, hand man uh, i don't know yeah he does have the hot hand but you know what i am gonna do is my man that my man got disqualified for this race and i believe he's gonna come and bounce back so I, on the race one on saturday i'm gonna take chase elliott as my winner and i'm gonna go back and take alex bowman as my alternative pick now, from, for, for the second race on Sunday, for the 350, boy, man, Kenny, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Larson wins that Sunday. Uh, I'm going to be That's honest fair. with you. He just, he's just hot. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm going to take Larson for his fourth consecutive win, five if you want to the all-star race. But I, I, I'm going to go with Larson for the second race as my winner. And I'm going to go with William Byron as my alternative pick. Those are my picks, Kenny. I'm sticking with him. What say you? Right. So second year in a row, we're doing a double header, <clears throat> a double header at Pocono. So it should be pretty interesting going into this weekend. But for me, I'm gonna keep it real simple. So race one, I'm actually gonna go with Kyle Busch as my main pick, and my alternative pick is gonna be Kevin Harvick, who won last year at Pocono. So I think that's the easy one. He has not got a win yet so far. He would be the 12th winner. Um, the 12th different winner this season, so I'm pulling for that. Then on the Sunday race, I am going with Denny Hamlin, who used to be the absolute man at Pocono. He, when he just got started at NASCAR, for some reason, Pocono and Denny Hamlin went together like peanut butter and jelly, so I'm going with Denny Hamlin. <laughs> and then for my alternative pick, I'm going with his teammate, who is also pretty good here. I'm going with Kyle Busch, so those are my picks for Pocono. I'm sticking to them, and... Renee, you can close us out. Well, that'll do it for us here at another episode of All Turns and No Breaks, ladies and gentlemen. We always appreciate you guys tuning in and listening to our podcast. And before I sign out for me and Kenny, I do want to wish uh, all the fathers out there a happy belated Father's Day. I hope you had a wonderful weekend. I hope you had a wonderful Sunday with your family and your friends and your loved ones. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. And if you know anybody else that loves NASCAR just as much as you do, just as much as we do, please turn them on to All Turns No Breaks. Have them take a listen. I guarantee you they'll love us just as much as we love you. And we appreciate you tuning in and supporting our podcast. Please take care of yourselves. Wear a mask. Be safe. And if you don't want to wear a mask, that's okay. You just do you. And for Kenny and myself, we'll see you next week on another episode of All Turns and No Breaks. See y'all. It's hot out here. Man, drink your water. Stay hydrated. Thanks so much for tuning in. 